Jung thought of the self as a four-dimensional entity that, that extended across time and space. That was the totality of you. It's the absence of consciousness that is creating terminal crisis. The ultimate reality, not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self. We are the ones we have been waiting for. Our world needs us now. Hello and welcome to the Connect and Evolve podcast. My name is Ben Holt and it is an honor to introduce you to some of the greatest health and wellness experts, artists, spiritual teachers, and innovators of our time. The intention of this podcast is to provide you with the necessary tools and understanding to create a beautiful life full of empowerment, abundance, and sovereignty for you and your loved ones. Through conscious conversations and guided experiences, we will be expanding to new horizons and discovering what it means to be fully expressed. So thank you so much for being here. And without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I appreciate you so much for being here. And today's guest, what a special dude. My brother, Josiah Brandt, he is a just a wizard and a Neville Goddard expert. He is a manifestation Jedi. I can't really say much else about him. I'll, I'll let you figure out the rest in the conversation. But before we get to the conversation, I want to plug our sponsors for the, for today, starting with the Awakened Breath Breathwork Facilitator Training. I created Awakened Breath, and we have a six-week online breathwork facilitator training that takes people from breathwork hobbyists to certified, bad-to-the-bone breathwork facilitators and really you become a breathwork specialist because you learn over a dozen different breathwork techniques but two primary techniques that people can utilize every day to boost their immune system increase longevity increase athletic performance you name it as well as resolve trauma and de-stress the body's nervous system so really resetting the nervous system which is so needed today so if you want to learn how to really help your clients whether you're a coach a therapist a yoga facilitator if you want to really help people access their true innate power through the breath then i highly recommend checking out the breathwork facilitator training go to connectandevolve.com forward slash breathwork to learn more and whenever you reach out to me let me know that you heard about the training on the podcast and i will of course hook you up with a sweet discount our next facility our next facilitator our next sponsor is in harmony interactive my brother craig goldberg over at in harmony interactive created the greatest meditation technology on earth that teaches you that that helps you first drop into meditation like no other and then teaches you how to drop into meditation without the technology they use vibroacoustics, solfeggio frequencies and all kinds of other incredible uh, technologies and and implement it in a way that really connects the 5d with the 3d so absolutely love these products and i can't recommend them enough to you so go to iaminharmony.com forward slash ben holt and your five percent discount will apply to any of the products the meditation cushion the sound lounge they're all amazing and you're going to get a sweet discount when you go to iaminharmony.com forward slash ben holt all right family that's it for our sponsors and yeah without further ado enjoy this uninterrupted conversation with my brother, Josiah Brandt. 
And one more thing to keep in mind is the audio on this podcast was kind of strange because Josiah wasn't wearing headphones, but it's all good. We were able to rescue it and it came out just fine. Just ignore the echo of my voice in some of uh, the podcast. So yeah, enjoy family. Much love. Big blessings. Josiah, I'd love for you to just drop into a backstory uh, of how, you know, maybe your, your timeline growing up as a kid, what led you into this work and what brought you into where you are today? Hmm. Yes. Well, backstory, origin story. Yeah. So, you know, I was I was raised in a very traditional kind of um, Midwestern type type upbringing, you know, corn corn fed boy in rural rural Midwest (laughs) and uh, raised with very traditional family values. And what happened was, is I, I, I grew up and I got out into the world and I realized that the tool set that I was handed uh, some of these kind of um, traditional values did not seem did not seem on on their face to fit the problems of the world, and yep. that cognitive dissonance created some questions, and sure. the questions <laughs> uh, created the the seeking and the desire to to know and to understand and, and to go further and to go beyond uh, the traditional belief system that I had been handed, and, uh, and 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 find it for myself to find something that I could own. Mm. Uh, for myself. Beautiful. And so this, this led you into working with Neville Goddard's teachings and everything that he has to share with the world, which has been a a plethora of things. And I've just started learning more about him in the past year. Um, So I'd love for you to drop into why Neville Goddard and kind of what he stands for and what he brings to the table that's so important that you've kind of committed a, a big portion of your life to really sharing it with the world. Mm, beautiful question. Yeah. So uh, Neville Goddard was a mystic um, in, in probably one of the more famous mystics, or at least he's becoming that way as the Internet spreads his message. He was a mystic living in the mid 20th century. He's active from about 1930s uh, until his death in 1972. And mm. he taught a uh, kind of he was a revealer of the secrets. Right. So he, he taught the metaphysical interpretation of the Bible in particular. But right. um, really, he taught that imagination creates reality. And he gave this, you know, that's probably not news to anybody who's, who's hearing me in this moment, that imagination creates sure. reality. But Neville really brought a perspective to it that I found personally to be very inspiring. And it's not just me. It's, it's millions of people at this point have, mm-hmm. have heard the way that he shares this and shares his, in, these in, interpretations and have felt uh, moved and inspired by it. So Neville's not the only mystic that, that teaches imagination creates reality. So the next question, like you said, is, well, why... Neville. And like I was sharing with you, Ben, uh, I think for mm-hmm. me, it was, um, I see Neville as kind of like the Shakespeare of, of mystics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had, a, he had a, a way about him, a, a manner about him. He was an artist. He was a, uh, a professional touring dancer on Broadway in his youth. Wow. Okay. So he was, <laughs> he was a, a performer, right? He was very comfortable being in front of people. He's very comfortable, um, you know, being, being an artist and, uh, mm-hmm. And, and that shows in, in the ways that he wrote and in the ways that he spoke. And, it, and it's, it, this wasn't just art for him. It was, it was very much him. It was, he was the embodiment of uh, these bigger ideas. And there's an authenticity you know, that he speaks from. In addition to his Shakespeare-like poetry, there's an authenticity that he, that he speaks from. Uh, mm-hmm. That the first time I heard him, I, my soul, inside me, my soul stood up and said mm. this. This right here, this is what you need to know. Learn from this man. 
And yep. that was unique because I'd heard a lot of law of attraction teachers, a lot of, you know, mystic type people speaking. Sure. And I'd never had my soul stand up in the way that it did when I heard the words of Neville Goddard. That's amazing. Yeah, because I, I was I was curious because there's, you know, there's a lot of different teachers on this. And I was I was really brought into the world of of this this um, perspective and this whole belief system that imagination creates reality through the secret. Right. This is whenever uh, the movie came out and the book was very popular and you had Bob Proctor um, and then the more old school guys like Jim Rohn and Earl Nightingale. And so <clears throat> it's really cool to come across Neville Goddard, who was before all that, who's like the OG of this work and to come across him now later on in my path and to and then to connect the dots with the Bible which is really beautiful and how the Bible is this book of amazing metaphors and how if we can kind of read between the lines and we can understand what it's saying is that we are God incarnate and we have the power to do anything and we are gods basically in a nutshell. And it was cool to see, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, this is blasphemy at first uh, listening to Neville Goddard and then had come around and say, oh, this makes a lot of sense and it's probably attributed to his really elegant way to convey these messages, right? And so, and man, I got to say, and I said this earlier too, you have like the perfect voice for reading Neville Goddard's work. I got to say that on YouTube, you nail it, dude. <laughs> if I ever write a book, I want you to read that audio book, dude, because um, it's really great. And it shows your YouTube following is, is awesome because of that reason in an esoteric field that's kind of hard to do, I imagine. How long have you been on YouTube and how long have you been really working with this, brother? Uh, so I discovered... Uh, Neville Goddard in 2016. Uh, so it's, I guess it's about six years at this point. And um, it was in 2017 that I started my YouTube channel. And it, it was literally, it was literally just born out of a very simple desire to better understand what he was saying. And uh, at that time on, on YouTube, really, this was before he really blew up in the way that he has now on, on the internet in general and on YouTube in particular. It was hard to hear uh, some of the recordings that were from the 30s, 40s, 50s, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, you know, people, his students would bring phonograph machines to his lectures and, and try to capture what he was saying. And, and I, I'm so grateful to them for that. But uh, yeah. the, sometimes the quality wasn't that wasn't that great. But there was this big library of transcribed lectures that I was able to find online. And I thought, well, if other people are having trouble hearing this, um, you know, and I'm having trouble hearing this, there's an opportunity to serve here. So it was literally just born out of the desire to to to, to read them in a clear um, you know, easy, easy to understand format. But the interesting thing was, is I started reading, reading it just to try to understand it better. And the more I read, the more I found the words became alive in me. And if you, if you listen to, you know, one of my older videos from 2017 and you listen to what I, the way that I animate the words today, there's two different men and it's pretty, it's pretty apparent. Uh, the, 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 the leaps and bounds with which I grew. And of course, you know, the YouTube following was, was growing. And so I, I, I started to feel, um, you know, that, that if, if I'm going to be saying these things, I have to be the embodiment of them. So that was like an encouragement to yep. me to make sure that, you know, I was living in integrity with the words, uh, which spurred my growth further. Beautiful. Yeah. I was listening to walk by faith before I hopped on here which I, which I really enjoyed. And I think that you were fully embodied in your narrator, like <laughs> you're a narrator in that, uh, in that video. And it's really awesome. And I love that, um, what you're doing is, was built out of a, a passion to better understand the, the, um, the information. And I feel like that's kind of a big, 
experience for me as well with breath work or meditation uh, or any other modalities and plant medicine especially you know wanting to understand it more and embody it more that's why I began to serve it why I began to facilitate it um, which was instrumental in me really growing into um, an actual facilitator you know so beautiful brother so I wanted to ask you if you could really sum up Neville Goddard's teachings or intention what is the underlying message behind all of it besides kind of the obvious we create everything with our imagination what is a kind of a more expanded viewpoint of that yeah the the uh, there's a lot i could say here but i think the simplest way to kind of summarize it is that the world is a mirror of your state of your state of being so the 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 world that you see outside of yourself is a mirror to the world that you've created inside of yourself and uh, in, 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 I teach courses uh, to, to kind of take this idea and, and make it applicable or applicable to a lifestyle, right? So one of the big things in, in, my, in my lifestyle courses uh, in terms of translating Neville's teachings and making them pragmatic in that way is we talk about storytelling. We talk about the stories that we tell. And it's not just the stories that I tell to you, Ben, or to my other friends, you know, when I'm speaking out loud. It's the stories I tell up here. It's the stories I tell about things I can see but perhaps even more importantly, about the things that I can't see, right? It's a story I tell about, you know, what is, what is happening in the world right now? I can't see everything happening in the world right now, but there's a story up here that I can refer back to that tells me, you know, it's, it's, it's in some way creating this world out there. It's creating other people out there. It's creating this guy over there, that guy over there. It's creating what I imagine they might be thinking about, right? And all of that is not external to me. All of that is within my own awareness, all of that is within my own consciousness, and all of that is a mirror of my state of being, right? So we, state of being, that's, one, that's a Neville term, state of being. Uh, some people would say self-concept. Some people would say that, you know, you can really boil it down to the, the idea of the self-concept. And, and that's, that's part of it too. But why, why I like calling it a state of being is because it's not just our self-concept. It's anyone's um, anyone's state, right? So it's like, it's not just me being in a state and, and, and seeing myself or the world a certain way. It also yeah. helps me to understand, uh, there's actually a term for this, it's called sonder. Uh, sonder means uh, an embodiment of the understanding that someone else has just uh, as much life in their inner world as I have in my inner world, right? You are just mm. as complex of a being on your in your inner world as I am in my inner world, right? right? So when I begin to understand states of being, it helps me uh, begin to have radical empathy for other human beings around me because I understand that everyone is just in a state. And so mm -hmm. one of Neville's primary teachings, is he says, don't condemn the man, right? Understand the man or the woman or the human is just in a state, right? So when we yeah. look at someone who is being you know, ugly in some way that they're behaving, right? We don't condemn the person. We understand that the person is animating a state, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that opens the door to radical empathy because I've embodied states that I'm not proud of in the past, sure, right? right? All of us have. But it's, it's this idea of, of kind of being able to split, split the scene and say, well, the, the human is, is God incarnate just as I am, right? Mm -hmm. But the state that they're in right now, right? That's what they're currently getting, giving life to. So it becomes the, the, the Neville way of life becomes... Um, you know, there's, there's a language, there's a lexicon to it, and there's an understanding and there's a worldview that grows out of this that is, mm -hmm. is very empowering and also becomes very pragmatic. Like you, you, you leave a, an in-depth study of how Neville sees the world with new tools for, for how wow. to navigate everyday life and living. 
So it sounds to me like the kind of the the visceral embodiment of this kind of way of life of his way of life is almost necessary in order to practically apply the teachings or or they they just go hand in hand in a sense that if you have this visceral embodiment which you may have after reading all of his material onto youtube channel and then listening to it over and over and over again and and working to apply that in your life then it's really going to help you to apply this philosophy, right? This this ability to literally create with your imagination and to manifest really quickly and easily. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. It, it really is an embodiment. And, you know, the yeah. interesting thing about this, just to throw this out there, a lot of people come to someone like Neville or uh, a similar teacher because they have a, a problem that they feel they can't solve any other way. Right. They've right. tried all the conventional means. And so, you know, they, they, they come they come across this idea of the law of attraction. Or maybe if I think differently, I can create a different world. Right. So they come like very practically like, oh, I'm, I'm here to solve a problem. But the, the interesting thing is, is while that might be where you start, that's always just seems to be the bridge of incidents to lead you into a discovery of something deeper, which is the truth of who you really are. Right. It's like mm. the symptom on the surface was really just an invitation to go much deeper to discover your true identity. And that's where it goes from, oh, I'm just solving a problem to, wow, now this is becoming a way of life for me. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm realizing who I am. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. I, I, I didn't read that in the brochure, Neville. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I know that feeling. Um, beautiful, man. So I'm curious, where have you applied this, these teachings and, and this philosophy in your life? I'm sure many, many places, but where are some of the earlier places where you've, you've applied this in your life and seen really powerful results? Mm. Oh, there's so many. I, 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 like, I, like I said, I really feel like I'm a very different man today than I yeah. was when I, when I first began on this path. And it's, it's truer about this path than, than the other teachings that I had even been you know interested in before that. There's something... Uh, remarkable about the way that I, I, I began to embody the wisdom and the way that's changed my life. But uh, you want to talk about applications? So um, yeah, so a, a couple, a couple things that come to mind: health, right? Um, sure. I, I, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I look, I look young. I am young, but um, I had uh, health problems that uh, were, were. I, I, I was. Uh, like very very old in terms of, of health and uh and really struggling with some things that you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, think that someone would struggle with until the much much later in life uh mm. throughout all of my 20s I, I had uh some some chronic and very um difficult uh health problems problems that huh. uh made me feel like i wasn't fully alive problems that made it very yeah. difficult to connect to a sense of vitality to a sense of aliveness and sure. uh and, and and i just i was i was plagued by them in that mm-hmm. way, and when I when I started to to apply Neville's teachings, health was one of the first things that I focused on, and okay. it, it was really just this idea of getting really really clear about how I wanted to feel every day, waking up like how you know in my imaginations. That's the thing he encourages you to dream, you know, blue sky thinking. What if I could feel any way when my eyes open? How would I choose to feel? And then uh, surrendering fully into that idea and then letting go of all of my attachments to anything less, right? Sure. Letting, letting go of, of any of the, um, you know, the, the, the stories that I was telling about my previous experience, really surrendering into that. So that, that was one health. 
had a complete transformation. I'm healed today. I don't have any of those issues that I was facing throughout my 20s and, and early 30s. Uh, really has been a remarkable transformation. Um, relationships, right? Yeah. Um, and, and this is, is full spectrum. It was uh, sure. using imagination to attract uh, what, what I call the genius relationships, right? So even, even this idea um, that I, I've, I've recently come across of, right? So you have, so you have, you have sex, right? Sexual procreation, right? Which is two people mm -hmm. are attracted together, they get together and they wanna make babies, make more humans, right? right. And then there's this new idea that I've recently come across, uh, introduced to me by a futurist named Barbara Marks Hubbard. It's this idea of suprasexual co-creation, right? So this is the idea of going beyond connecting our bodies Instead of connecting our bodies, we're connecting our genius, right? And mm. what, what is born out of the connecting of genius, right? So what I started to realize as I started to grow profoundly in these ways is that I started to realize I had a very deep-seated desire to connect with other human beings, not necessarily so much in a sexual way, but in another way, right? A beyond yes. way, right? So I was able to really tune in and get clear on that desire <clears throat> and then begin to attract to myself other geniuses to connect mm -hmm. genius with to begin to right. create beautiful, meaningful things that are aligned with what I feel is my mission and purpose, right? So that's one yeah. of the ways that, that relationships um, evolved. Also, love of my life, right? My partnership. Um, when I discovered Neville Goddard, I was, I was with the partner that I am today, but our relationship is completely 360 degrees different yeah. than it was in those days. We've, mm -hmm. we've grown together, we've evolved together, and I've used what I've learned uh, to embody my ideal relationship in ways yeah. that I had never dreamed possible until I had someone, you know, sitting there encouraging me to dream into the impossible. What could, what could a relationship feel like? How, how could two souls connect and, and be one in, in this way? Right. And yeah. so dreaming into that and then fearlessly applying it. And then, you know, when the evidence comes back in my senses and, you know, she says something that I feel is contradictory and other people tell me it can't be done. Right. It's like, remaining faithful to it, remaining faithful to that idea, continuing to hold it, continuing to, 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 to dream it into being. Yes. There's no other option. No other option. Right. I could keep going, Ben, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's turning your back to all, all other, all other potentialities and, and staying just steady toward this vision and creation that, that you're, you're working on. And I love that. And in the manifestation process, you know, what I was taught was we bring it all together through the visualization, the create in the creative energy is the energy of gratitude. So we invoke gratitude, however we need to, to feel it viscerally in our bodies, to connect the thoughts, the visualization of whatever we're creating to the feeling of gratitude and appreciation. And it becomes this magnet, this superconductor for what we want to create. But what I've never, and, and then at the end, sorry, you surrender all of it, like letting go of all of it. But this method seems to be a little bit different, which which I like because I'm more yang than yin, where I'm like, you surrender everything but the vision. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong, but that's is that the approach? Is essentially, yeah. So it's it's you're you're remaining faithful to it, like you're remaining in an integrity to it. So in order to embody integrity to a vision, you have to understand who you are, right? Your true identity. You have to understand that, your creator, that you are the creator, right? You can embody the creator and you are the creative element in the universe. And then it's, it's asserting your, your power in that way. Uh, but the way that you remain faithful to the vision is you know 
that which I have done, I have done, right? It's, it's done. Creation is finished. Creation is complete. And I'm going to remain in integrity to it. I mean, I'm not going to doubt the seeds that I've planted. I'm not, I'm not going to uproot them through, through doubt, right? I'm, I'm going to, to trust that my creative power has accomplished that w- which it set out to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and I'm curious because I know that you don't just, you know, set an intention and your imagination goes on its way and, and, and it's beautiful. And then something changes like this. I mean, your health obviously has to shift via what you're doing, putting in your body, what your, 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 your relationships, the food you're eating, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm curious of what are some changes that were made, um, physically here in this dimension, um, that helped to alter your health and, and make your health um, healthier? <laughs> this is such a great question, Ben, and I appreciate it because change is never one-dimensional, right? Like yeah. people, a lot of times people in this space can get a little confused and they're like, well, wait a second, if everything's just imagination, then I shouldn't yeah. have to do anything, right? And yeah. and while it's not matter that we're moving so much, right? We're moving the energy by, by using our imagination. This is what I love about Neville's teaching about states, right? So it's, it's about mm-hmm. moving myself out of the state of the sick man and into the state of the healthy man, right? So with right. that state comes all of the associated behaviors and ideas and perspectives. It's a state of being, right? So it's multidimensional. Right. So yes, there, there were lots of things that changed. Uh, I learned to breathe. <laughs> that yeah, was, that was one of the big ones, right? So I learned, I learned to breathe and I started uh, taking the breath of life seriously as a nutrition for my body, right? Mm. I, that was a new understanding. When I was embodying the, the, the sick man, it never occurred to me that breath in and of itself was a nutrition for my body. I just sure. literally was completely unaware. I didn't even know what I didn't know, right? So embodying sure. the new state, waking up to this potential, activating it in my life, becoming the state, embodying the state, one of the things that changed was a new and profound respect and appreciation and active engagement with my breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took up a practice of yoga, had never practiced yoga before, right? So I uh, gave birth to a new relationship with my body. That's how sure. I uh, came over some of the um, the chronic pain that I was having in my particular condition. Some of it was, was addressed through a new respect and appreciation for my body that I found through yoga. Sure. And then Beautiful. my diet absolutely changed, right? Uh, not, and it was interesting because I, I moved I moved the energy first, right? It wasn't, I'm a sick man. Let me go try to solve my sick man problems. It was, I moved the energy first. So I moved into the state of the healthy man first. And then all of these other ideas just came naturally. And that's something I really want to impress upon whoever's hearing my my words in this moment is you move the energy first and then the matter is easy, right? It's, It's when you haven't moved the energy and you're just trying to move the matter. That's when life is hard. Hmm. So how do we move the energy, Josiah? (laughs) <laughs> Great question. How, do, how do we how do we come into that state of of the healthy man mm-hmm. so it's what would the feeling be like right what mm-hmm. would it feel like so the 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 wisdom for this is when we are in beta brain right we're moving around we're in stress positive yep. or negative doesn't matter we're doing things about our day right it's very difficult to disconnect from how we're feeling right now and try to imagine feeling something different right so that's yep. why the first step is to get into a very relaxed drowsy state right so this is kind of almost like a self-hypnosis you know you lay back sure you say i'm sleepy very sleepy you get to that very relaxed state where you, you know your body just kind of has a nice little gentle buzz to it and then in that state that relaxed state of being more of an alpha brain alpha theta cusp of the brainwave mm-hmm. states you ask the question what would i feel like what would the feeling be like if i were healthy and full of vitality 
if, if you know, the life and the, the zest and joy of life was flowing through my veins right now in this moment, energizing all of my cells in this moment? What if I were, you know, this in, incredible embodiment of, of health and life and wellness and vitality and youth, right? What if I were eternally youthful in this body? You really tune into this feeling and you pull it into your body and you really start to feel what would this feeling be like? And slowly but surely what you're doing is you're creating a reference experience for your physiology. Right? So through your consciousness alone, mm. you're starting to teach your body that there's a different way that it can feel. Right? And remember yes. how I talked about states of being, how do we know what state we're in? It's based on how it feels, right? So right. the sick man feels in a the sick man's state feels a certain way. The healthy man's state feels a certain way. So as I change my feeling by asking new questions and in that drowsy state, feeling the new way, I'm starting to shift states. Right. And mm -hmm. when, it, when you find the feeling and it really clicks and you'll know when you find the feeling and it really clicks, your body will come alive. And I'm not just talking about if, if your situation is health. This could literally be any state. You could be switching from the poor man to the to the rich or wealthy man. Right. Or the um, you know, the, the poor in, in love woman to the wealthy and abundant in love woman. Right. It's right. whatever state you're switching. There's a feeling in your body associated right. with right. it. When you find that feeling and you seize it, your body becomes alive with it. And that's wow. how you know you've moved the energy. Beautiful. And so <clears throat> look for the feeling. What would it feel like? And maybe even just do a few foundational breaths, deep breathing, inhale through the nose, exhale nice and slowly through the nose to drop into that alpha theta cusp that you're talking about. And from there, what would it feel like? And so I was doing this while you were saying this and immediately what I was feeling, I was visualizing myself in the space and I could feel like my body, how I, how I choosing my body to eventually feel right. And in the house that I'm choosing to eventually be in and eating the food and having the relationship that I'm choosing. I feel like right when I went for the feeling, the visualization came to life. It's like, I didn't have to look for the visualization, which is what we're usually trying to do. Like, what does it look like? No, what does it feel like? Much, much better. Thank you, Josiah. <laughs> I love that you caught that. That's perfect. Yeah, feeling is the secret. And the rest of the yeah. senses will, feeling drives the rest of the senses, right? So the rest of the senses will right. come alive with the feeling. The feeling is where you start. And then there's a lot of emphasis on visualization. Different sure. people uh, connect to different imaginal senses um, more sure. easily, right? So for some people, they'll be able to see it in their mind's eye. If that's not you, try hearing it, right? If that's not you, try smelling it. If that's not you, try touching or tasting it, right? Yep. But start with the feeling. Beautiful. And so ultimately, do you find that it's more beneficial to do all of those things, right? We feel it. What does it feel like, right? Well, what do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you feel around you? Sensory experience do you feel like whenever we bring more of the sensory experiences into the manifestation practice that it makes a more powerful creates a more powerful results it does yes so awesome. it's it's a it creates a more vivid imaginal picture and mm -hmm. the the more vivid the imaginal picture the more tones of reality the picture begins to take on so the more real it becomes and remember you Beautiful. you are the you are the creator right it is it the world is the mirror of who you are being in this mm -hmm. moment, right? So when you start to become by by giving this the this scene and the feeling life, right? or giving the scene life through the feeling, when you start to become that, 
the world will reshape itself to conform to the state that you are embodying. That's beautiful. I love it. And manifestation was one of the most important things in my spiritual development growing up uh, around college. I manifested a car and did some other things, um, a story for another time. But I, you know, whenever I would tell people kind of what manifestation was, um, I would say, you know, what we're doing is, is relaying information to our subconscious that in the subconscious doesn't know that it's not true doesn't know that that information isn't existing in this very moment. We can trick the subconscious. For a while, it was just with visualization, but then I started learning more about manifestation and its practices and and knowing that the feeling, the visceral sensation of, of the most powerful one being gratitude, right? This feeling of gratefulness of, and I always visualize my dog and I see him and I, as soon as a smile happens on my face, you feel the smile in every crevice of your body every cell begins to whoop, have that little smile and that's when it's like boom now's the time all right let me visualize this let me feel this <sighs> and and every single time i just watch those things become reality like literally become reality and so my my manifestation practice has i've been slumping a little bit lately but it, it was great i'm like all right what do i want to create in 2022 and i wrote it all down in my journal and every morning I'd sit down and look at it. Okay, let me create this feeling of gratitude and let me visualize and see and feel myself in this space. Mostly visualizing, but now I'm going to be feeling a lot more myself in the space. See everyone around me, whether it's filling retreats or, or trainings or connecting with more people or playing music in front of a crowd, whatever it may be. And so I'm curious if you have any pro tips for anyone that's doing something like this, how can we level up our manifestation practice in 2022, Josiah? Well, it's important to understand that Earth is kind of like a school for becoming a creative, responsible creator, rather. Right. School for becoming a responsible creator, meaning that we're here to learn how to create what we want, right? But a lot of times we're a little confused about what we want. And that's why right. it's so important to get into the heart, right? Because the heart, if we're, if we're creating from a place of coherence, and that's basically what you're describing, that gratitude feeling, that's yeah. that's the coherence, right? So it's, it's getting into alignment, right? And then it's creating from that place of alignment, right? So not the place of the ego, the place of alignment, right? Which is closer to your true self, right? So how do we level up our, our manifestations in 2022 i have kind of an interesting answer to this okay okay uh in 2022 the theme of the year is uh collaboration connection yeah. and service right? right whatever it is that you're manifesting in 2022 whatever whatever that heart's desire is that, that's on your list that you're connecting to my my in, uh, in, invitation my invitation to you is to become aware of the ways in which that idea represents service mm -hmm. to an ideal that's greater than yourself, right? Yes. Now, I'm not saying you, you can't desire a new car. You can, right? But sure. in what way does that new car, what way does it serve, right? Right. Uh, and there's, there's, there's always a way, but it's learning to look for it and looking, learning to see it, right? And the reason for this is, is because when you're able to align your manifestations in this way to this higher order, right? You are right. becoming in, in alignment with forces greater than just yourself, right? right. And they're, they're, that 
if there's anything that I could tell you about how to level up in 2022, that's it. It's align with forces greater than, than I would say yourself, but really your ego, right? Forces greater than local you, right? Align in ways that, that serve more people than just local you. And, and you're, you're doing it anyways, but become aware of it, right? Actively, actively champion the value that is service and, and, and hold that in your heart as you go into these spaces and you envision what is next for you in, in, in your future, align in that way. That's, that's a level up, not just for each of us individually, that's a level up for earth. And earth, earth yeah. is ready for a level up. Yep. I feel like the level up's happening. I, I feel like the new earth is already here and its stewards are, are starting to come out of the shadows almost. And, and those shadows truly are just the, the training grounds for, for all of us. Um, and I meet people like you and, and others like us all the time. And I'm just like, wow, it's so obvious and so evident that we were kind of like sent, like the job was, was accepted and we came here and like, okay, uh, part of the job is you're going to forget everything and you're going to be miserable for a little while, uh, and notice what it's like to live on earth. Um, kind of in the Kali Yuga, kind of in the dark age. And then, oh yeah, it's your job to help break the chains of that so that we can move into the Dwarpa Yuga or the age of light or the age of energy, whatever we want to call it, the new age, the new earth. And, you know, for a while I was being, I was feeling pessimistic because I was catching up too much on Instagram or, or, you know, watching the David Icke interviews or whatever it might've been, um, you know, just going down a little bit of a rabbit hole like so many of us do. And then I realized through connecting with some brothers that, that that wasn't serving me, you know, and now is the time to be radically optimistic, right? Radically optimistic because with our imagination, we create, um, and this is actually those exact words of what I've been sharing at retreats. It's like, you know, we can be sullen and and upset about what's going on in the world and upset that the mass media cartel has its agenda and narrative and that we're not being looked out for, et cetera, et cetera, by the government. But ultimately, what, who does that serve, right? Are we going to focus on the old ways or as Neville would put it, put, put our back to the old ways and look forward and start to cultivate and create with our imagination and with our intention and with action, because that's necessary, the new way. Um, and so it's beautiful. I love the congruence of, of this with everything that I'm working on because I'm, I'm always looking for and, and waiting for. And six months ago, I was like, what is the message? What do I need to share? What do I need to put on the platform? How do I need to share with people at retreats? You know, whatever it may be. And now it's so much more clear and it's so aligned with these teachings. And so I love the fact that you're on the podcast right now, bro. Um, I wanted to say one more thing and it, it pertains to what you just talked about and it has to do with aligning to a higher power, uh, the power of, of servitude. And so, for example, say you're wanting to fill a workshop, right? Um, and you want to fill this workshop and the reason why you want to fill the workshop ultimately where you are locally is because you want more money and you you can feel it right it's because you want to be seen right those two things so if we are locally experiencing that whenever we're trying to manifest something does that taint our manifestation and if so if we on the other coin side of the coin we were 
focusing on filling the workshop in order to be in more service and to create more power and benefit to the world and to create ripples of light, is that going to magnify our manifestation tenfold because it's aligned with higher power or is it going to be roughly the same results from your perspective and your experience? I I love that question. I would not say that it would taint, but I do feel it's limited thinking, right? So it's, it's not, it's not that it's filling a workshop is not going to bring you more money. It will. Right. And it's not that you won't get seen. You will, but it's like the, those are secondary to what is the primary purpose. And right, right. what I what I found in, in filling my workshops and classes and retreats is what I do is I set aside all the numbers. I set aside all of the, you know, the platform or agenda that that my ego in a positive or negative way may have to offer. I set aside right, all right. of that and I focus on connecting to the hearts of the people that I already served, right? Meaning meaning I fast forward in time to to the end of the workshop, to the end of the retreat, to the end of life, whatever it is, right? End of the course. And I think back, so I'm fast forwarding in, in my awareness. I think back and I connect to the hearts of all the people that I was able to, to work with. And I, and I feel the upgrade. I feel the level up. I feel the service that I was able to provide. And in that way, what I'm doing is I'm sending out that beacon or that clarion call to every soul out there, every heart out there who has a need to hear or receive the gift that I'm here to give. Right. So it's Mm. does does connecting and aligning in that way add more power to the manifestation? Yes. How could it not? How could it not? You know, there's there's one thing that speaks louder than than anything we could ever say. And it's our vibration. Right. It's our vibration. And people will buy authentic stories. Right. That's that's what people want. That's what I want to invest in. Right. Um, One of the reasons I'm I'm here on this podcast with you, Ben, is because I heard about your work. Right. And I went and I checked you out and I could tell that you're an authentic story. And that Mm. made me want to be a part of you. Right. Be a part Mm. of what you're doing. Right. But if you were showing up and you were you were uh, trying to tell one story, but your heart was in a different place, that wasn't of service. I would have seen that miles away. And so would everybody else. And we're at what they call the post-truth, right? There is no hiding anymore. We're at the point where we can see each other clearly, right? So it's get, get the vibes down straight first, right? It is always vibes first. It is always on what do I need? And this is a question that you can ask of, of your inner being, of your higher self. What, what is the, the goal that I need to be focusing on right now, right? Because I, I know it's not numbers. I know that if my service is first, the numbers take care of themselves, right? Particularly if I'm if I'm in balance in that way, and that's another conversation. But you know, what what do I need to focus on? And the higher self says, focus on on the hearts that you're here to serve, that you're here to connect with, that you have gifts to give to, right? Talk to them first, and then understand that you know you might be thinking twenty slots, and it's actually thirty that need your work. So so be sure. prepared to scale, right? So it's. There's, there's, there's layers and complexities to this, but yes, I wholeheartedly believe that when you put service first and you are willing to show up and be a tool in that way, the higher power of all of us that is the one will arrange things in a way where the needs of the local self are abundantly met and more. Mm. Woo. Oh yes. Beautiful. I'm just, my mind's racing on, on on all of fronts right now on <laughs> life my mind and my heart's like okay uh just i gotta go i gotta go practice manifestation right so I'm, I'm automatically connecting with myself in the future my future heart um and so I'm, I'm 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 curious what helps you to really get into coherence what what's your what's your sauce for dropping into coherence because i know everybody has their own their own ways 
Um, you know, I'll, I'll share what I've been thinking about lately. Cool. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, the earth and, mm -hmm. uh, the new species that we're giving birth to, right? There, that's, that's clearly what's happening right now is we're, we're, we're becoming something further than what we were in the past. And something I've been really present to lately is what our ancestors went through to yeah. afford us the opportunity to be on the cusp of where we all are right now and connecting to a sense of gratitude because I know, I know in, in part because I've been actively learning, I've been actively going back and looking at history and learning, but I know viscerally in my soul, I know what the people who came before us had to go through, what they went through, the ways they sacrificed, the ways they struggled and the ways that they um, gave up personal pursuits to ensure the survival of the next generation. It just went on and went on and went on. And yeah. now here we are today afforded an opportunity that they, it was just a glimmer in, in their eye, right? A glimmer of just hope that maybe yeah. someday humanity would get to the point where it is today. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that they did in their own little way to try to give us this opportunity. And when I think about that, when I think about the opportunity and all the sacrifice of, of everyone, all, all of our ancestors, I'm not, I'm not talking about certain ancestors, just my, all of them, yeah. all, all human beings, ancestors, all of the humans that came before us sacrificed to give us this opportunity. When I think about that, my heart is filled with so much gratitude. I just, I'm just, I'm just there and I feel mm. inspired and I feel alive and I feel grateful to have a body. I feel grateful to have a voice. I feel grateful to, to know what my mission is, to, to feel a sense of meaning and purpose. And I feel at, at peace in a chaotic universe. And I feel like I'm on point and I'm in presence and I'm, and I'm ready to do what I came here to do. And it fires me up. It lights, it lights me up in every sense. Wow, that's beautiful, man. What a beautiful practice. I love that. That'd be powerful meditation. Um, connecting with what every and, and really all those ancestors truly are us, right? At the end of the day. And it, we've been working on it for a long time. So it's almost like it's almost like reconsidering in the micro, reconsidering or just considering everything you've had to do in this lifetime to make it to this moment times infinity <laughs> yes right what a beautiful what, approach what an Jessica. amazing mental picture to connect to right yeah. and then and you're so right it is it is us and the cycle continues we are the ancestors they did it for yeah. us we do it for the next this is how the yep. game is played and yep. that opens my heart as well to think about i i don't have physical biological children right now i see the earth as my children in a manner of speaking so right, i'm sure. here to serve Right. But Humans. like it opens my heart and, and says, Josiah, you're, you're here. Do do your thing. Give your gifts. Yep, absolutely. And do you feel like that was really sparked in 2016 for you? I had to grow into it. It was long. It took longer than just right away. Uh, I, I would say I would say 2021 is when I really became alive with this idea of of the sacrifice of those who came before and the opportunity that we're on the cusp of right now. Beautiful. So I'm curious if you'd like to elaborate. You you are you are so gifted in this space of, of speaking and, and just being on the podcast with you. I feel it so viscerally. And so I'd love for you to maybe share your idea, maybe your vision for what we are on the cusp of at this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, brazen in that way. Uh, but I, 
you know, I, I have so much hope for humanity. I, I find it um, poetically beautiful that I was uh, born in a year where I came of age as the internet was coming online. And I look at how the internet has connected the peoples of earth. And I understand this is just kind of like a first layer type situation for the first time in my lifetime, everyone on earth is beginning to speak to each other. And we're still only about 60% of the way there. We still have about 40% of humanity to get the rest, away on, rest of the way online. And I think about this cacophony of voices, of people being able to share what they know, share what they learn, share what they struggle with, help each other, and just be heard and be seen. And I think mm. that this is really a time for humanity to begin to unite. And, and it's interesting because mm. if, if you look, there's two paradigms right now, right? If you look at one paradigm, the old paradigm is on fire. It's in flames and it's actively burning. And there's a lot of people that are transfixed in horror, staring sure. at the burning building. It's fun to watch buildings burn. I get it. However, there's also another paradigm over here that requires people who are done looking at the, at the flames and in horror, right? There's yes. another paradigm over here that requires people like us to be at the drafting table, blueprinting how the new world will look. We literally get to create it together. And we're doing yeah. it in this moment, Ben. You and I right now, just by talking about it, just by instilling and feeling the hope in our hearts for what it can be. We're building that new paradigm in our imagination. We're building it in, in, in reality, in, in the real world. You know, I see, I see the opportunity to decentralize everything. And that's one of the key things, uh, one of the key movements that I see happening throughout the rest of this decade. It's people mm -hmm. taking the power back, right? Uh, monarchies, you know, top-down systems, they build civilizations, but they cannot evolve civilizations. We've built something. Now it's time to evolve it. And to evolve it, we have to step beyond the top-down 1% type paradigm. We have to step beyond centralized power structures, centralized money, centralized government governance, right? Centralized ideas. We have to, we have to become independent. We have to become um, linked with each other, interdependent, right? But in a decentralized way. I see, right. I see powerful communities standing up. I see people uh, rerouting into value systems, value structures uh, right. that a lot had been kind of lost for a while. I see a new, uh, a new strength, a new solidarity emerging, and I see the opportunity to build uh, the type of a world that we desire to live in, a world that will venerate things like imagination, creativity, art, science above pretty much everything else because yeah. we have this technology, right? We have technology that will help us evolve to a new future. And that future can look very bright, can also look very dark. We have to make the decision each and every day, the role that we allow technology to, 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 to serve in our lives. And as long as we keep it in that role, the role of serving the world that we do want to create, technology empowers us and it sets sure. us free. So I, you, know, you ask, what, what do I see coming? I see a humanity connected through technology, hearing, seeing, appreciating each other in new ways, right? Is that gonna happen tomorrow? I don't know, is it? It's up to you and me. It really is right. up to you and me and all of us. It's how we start, it's how we treat ourselves first and foremost, right? Our inner talk, how we treat each other, our relationships around us, it starts with the family, right? The people in, in our immediate space, and then it goes out to the neighbors, and then it goes out to the coworkers, and then it goes yep. out, right? So it, it literally starts on, the lowest possible level with the self-talk, the conversation you have in your own head and spreads out to the whole world. And we're mm -hmm. at the point now where people like Neville Goddard speaking in the 20th century, you know, a couple people heard his recordings, a couple people read his books, then the internet was born. And now I have people from probably 90, 95, 100 countries 
that have heard Neville's work through my voice alone. Yeah. Right. Yep. So just the way that these ideas can spread, they're spreading like wildfire. And we're giving birth to a whole new worldview, a whole new universal view. Mm. And I'm, I love, I'm wildly I love optimistic. It. Yeah. I love it, brother. That's amazing. Man, I'm I'm so glad we're friends now. Because <laughs> if I if I need a radical optimist, I'm just gonna call you to be like Josiah, help me, help me, bro. Tell me all the good things that are happening in the world. Um, I got you, brother. <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you so much, bro, for for that vision. I I love it, and I love the I love your your vision of the interconnection with technology and how it's going to be a catalyst for us to stay connected and to remain connected and the decentralization of everything that's that's so necessary, right? Um, for the, and what the beautiful thing is that we're watching it play out in like real time, right? Everybody's playing pokers, poker with their cards facing up as JP Sears, buddy of mine likes to say, right? They're playing poker with their cards facing up. It's so obvious. Everything is so obvious. Now the apocalypse, the unveiling has occurred, right? It's happened. And now we're seeing behind the veil loud and clear. Oh my God. And I remember 2019, I'm not sure how 2019 was for you, but 2019 for me was like getting into a rocket ship of purpose and getting launched into a black hole that took me through 50 other black holes and spat me out back onto earth. Um, And I was like, wow, this is a great awakening. We made it. And then of course, one thing after another, I'm like, Oh, that was just training. That was training camp. I went to boot camp. <laughs> yes. 2019 boot, boot camp. camp. Yeah. All right. And uh, now here we are. Okay. Well, uh, shit. Time to get to work. And so it's it's been so beautiful. And really, I'm 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 just loving everything that you're sharing. Um, because it I find it is challenging for me to navigate new experiences in life, such as relationships. Like I'm new to relationships, and and this is the longest relationship I've been in with my partner. And I find it challenging for me to to navigate these these certain areas of life that are newer, right? And create that state change that's necessary. It's, it's always a challenge to like, okay, I'm kind of feeling like shit today, right? It's that's my reality, um, you know. And I can visualize and do breath work and do qigong, do yoga, and that always helps, right? It makes me feel a little bit better, but it's still kind of lingering there. And so, whatever modality I need to do. Um, I'll do it, but sometimes it still lingers and then I have to go, whether it's serve medicine or, or teach or, or what have you. And so I'm curious if you have, you have any tips for the warrior of light out there, the new earth keeper, the one who has to show up sometimes, no matter if they want to or not. And this, this is universal, by the way, as of parents, you have to show up whether you want to or not. As a teacher, it's school. You have to show up whether you want to or not. Right now, I'm referring to people that are facilitating awakening experiences, but this can be applied in so many different areas. So I walk into the studio, Josiah. I'm feeling like a lot of doubt in myself. I'm feeling a lot of uh, shame for doubting myself. And then the, the this, this spiral vortex of one thing after another, the unworthiness, the shame, the guilt of even... Uh, trying to do this, what do I do in that? What can I do in that moment to shift my state? Dance. 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 <laughs> I love that. Dance. Yes. Just start yes. moving. That's what I do. So I, I get into the heart, right? Coherence, right? And I just start exactly like that. I just start moving. I just start moving. I put on, I've got some good, really high vibe music that I put on. 
and you, you just, you dance it out. You dance all the energy off of you. You yep. dance, you cry while you dance, if you need to cry while you dance, but you dance, you move, you celebrate being alive, you celebrate that you have a body, you can reconnect just, just to the fundamental. You know, it's like, there's some people that, that, I, that I work with that they're so, they're so in the depths, right? It's like they really struggle to find anything to reach out into their life and be like, this is my reason, right? And it's like, just go back to square one. You're breathing, your heart's yeah. beating, right? Yeah. That's enough. Connect to the joy and appreciation just, just for the magic of life, if you can. And if you can't, dance. Dance <laughs> And it it'll out. help you find it. Dancing, it, 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 you know, there's, there's a reason why in, in the Bible, if we're going to go back to old school, right? Old Testament. Singing yeah. and dancing was prescribed all the time. Singing and dancing, the walls of Jericho come down. Right. It's there is magic and it's as near to you as your own human body is near to you as breathing. Right. There's magic in this biology. There's magic in this body. Dance. Dance. I love it. I love it. And the beautiful thing is you can get everybody else to dance, too. All right, everyone. Now we're going to dance. And I, I we do this before every retreat. Right. And it works like clockwork. Right. Here's a cacao. Welcome beverage. Right. Big stout cacao. They're like, oh, this is kind of it's a little bitter. And then an hour later, they're like. Oh, what was that drink? And then next thing you know, you're dancing, uh, dancing to Whitney Houston. Got to want to dance with somebody. Ooh, I want to dance with somebody. And then by the time that chorus kicks in, everybody's just like, yes. Even clothes are coming off. Layers are getting shedded. And then next thing you know, everybody's sweating and just hugging each other. You're so right, Josiah. Thank you for that reminder, brother. Ben, I'm coming to your next retreat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we need to trade retreats because I'm... I, I need I need people around me that are really doing this work because I feel like this is the really it all starts there. It all starts with with the the imagination. Really truly I always say that from the top down is kind of this you know the monarchy um, style of leadership but really from the bottom up is I feel like consciousness, is the main is the seed that we plant right and then whatever we whatever water we pour onto the plant whatever uh fertile soil we have the the seed in etc is what creates everything and so if we can lift the consciousness of the collective then everything else changes and shifts into a positive direction as a byproduct right and so i love what you're doing man i feel like we can talk for days about this and I'm super excited to hopefully I want to have you back on ASAP, dude. And and I'm just grateful to have an hour of your time, to be honest, <laughs> selfishly. <laughs> My pleasure, Ben. It's been awesome being on here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And a shout out to Kyle Boyd for connecting us. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Brother Kyle. He's amazing. That's that's an individual who is truly putting what you're teaching into practice and creating magic all the time. I so love it. loud. What an amazing example of embodying power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kudos to Kyle. Love you, brother. Um, where can we find more of your stuff, Josiah? Where are you at? Yep. So I have a website, schoolofi.org. It's School of Imagination. It's, I founded that in 2019. It's where I teach all of this as a lifestyle. I also have a YouTube channel, just YouTube Josiah Brandt. You'll find all of my Neville Goddard readings on there. They're pretty epic yep. and uh, definitely worth a study going deep into and then I also have a Facebook group, uh, School of Imag it's Neville Goddard School of Imagination on Facebook. So I look forward to connecting you in any, any of those places. 
amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm going to go listen to the rest of the video I was watching before we hopped on this. And everybody go check out Josiah. Go give him a shout and uh, connect with one of his courses. And, and when's your next retreat, brother? Uh, it's going to be September. Uh, we're going to Barbados. Awesome. Barbados. Okay, so you're going to the motherland. <laughs> yeah. I literally heard about Barbados in this video. They're talking about Barbados. So tell me quickly before we hop off. What's up with Barbados? What's going on there? Why why are y'all going there? Just because it's the motherland? Yeah, in part because it's the motherland. So by motherland, for those of you that aren't familiar with Neville Goddard, so Neville Goddard was born in Barbados, and uh, his first manifestation story was when he was in New York and trying to get back to Barbados. So there's kind of a double meaning there. You know, it's like if you can manifest a trip to Barbados, then you're you're, you're nailing the whole manifesting thing. But um, <laughs> you know, I also have a heart for the Barbados people. Uh, Barbados just declared independence from Britain. Beautiful. I don't know if you heard that. That was 2021 news. Beautiful. Uh, so we're celebrating that. And it's this beautiful island filled with beautiful people. And if I can bring, and it's a tourism economy, right? So if I can bring people to and that will respect their, their land to them, I want to do that. I want to serve them in that way. So I'm, I'm just, I'm honored and thrilled to be able to, to, to go to Barbados for imagination retreat. Amazing. And, you, and people can learn all about the retreat on schoolofi.com? schoolofi.org. Dot org. Perfect. Awesome. Go check it out, guys. Thank you so much, Josiah. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Ben. Peace out, guys. Much love. Hey there, family, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then I invite you to go and leave a five-star review with some words of love and encouragement. I read each and every review, each and every comment, so you know that I'm going to feel that love in my heart and reflect it right back to you. Reviews are so important. They bring a big smile to my face. They motivate me and inspire me. So if you enjoyed the episode, please go let me know. And don't forget to go show our sponsors some love, guys. Our sponsors are amazing. They're amazing people with amazing products, amazing missions, and I love them. I buy every single product that sponsors this podcast, and I love each and every one of them. And I know you will too. There's only one way to find out, so go check them out, guys. Also, don't forget to go to connectandevolve.com and check out everything we have coming up for 2022. We have our sacred embodiment retreats in Sedona, Arizona, five of them this year, and they're going to go quick, and I would love for you guys to be there. They're going to be incredible, super transformational, and it's just such a blessing to do this work in the beautiful Red Rocks of Sedona. So that's connectandevolve.com forward slash retreats. Also, we have our breathwork facilitator trainings happening all year long, and they're the six-week online powerhouse trainings where you learn how to share the power of the breath with the world and make a living doing it. We also have our quantum coaching and all the other healing offerings that we have there at connectandevolve.com. So go check it out, guys. In the meantime, I love you all. So, so much gratitude for each and every one of you. Remember that you are the light and that we are the keepers of the new earth. This is our time to shine, family. So go out there and thrive. Until next time, be blessed. Peace.